This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. <laughs> Past is a situation that we cannot change and the future is unpredictable. The only thing that we can impact and change is now. Therefore, breathing is so important because it centers us in the present moment. We gain more trust in life by accepting the situation we face if we cannot change it or leave, and it is related to trusting the process. By loving ourselves despite hardships, we honor our struggles, and this increases the trust in our abilities to handle the same situation again. On our way, we can ask for help, but at the end of the day, it is on us to fight the battle and to live our life. As we go through life winning and losing, in other words, as we become stronger, our trust in our abilities and skills grows, and we start trusting others and life more. The reward of trusting more in life is higher level of satisfaction, happiness, and better relationships. Working on your goals and living in alignment with your future leads to trusting more and discovering the true beauty of life. Life is simply more beautiful when we trust more in it, and I'm sure you can do it. Valerie Atelis interviews Sylvie Francisi, a life and performance coach, project manager, teacher, author, and speaker. Sylvie was a project manager, teacher, volunteer, and piano player. She also works with those who lived in other countries as she lived in four countries herself. Her goal is to give her coaching clients tools and build their confidence to turn their vision into reality. The purpose of her life is to be a curious, ambitious, energetic, and joyful woman, courageously leading with patience, igniting change in people's lives for them to live more meaningful and purposeful life they desire, while supporting her dearest and closest with attention and love. Sylvie is connecting with her community via a bi-weekly newsletter, writes blog posts, and creates YouTube videos. You can find her on Instagram, too. She has joined recently a certified high-performance coaching program to bring more purpose and meaning to her clients' lives. Sylvie graduated from Masaryk University with an MCE in economics and was a project manager before starting her coaching business. She enjoys yoga, playing badminton, dancing salsa, cooking scotch eggs, and adventure travel. She lives in Cambridge, United Kingdom. Meet Sylvie at sylviefrancissi.com. Here is the interview with Sylvie Francissi. In your own words, who is Sylvie Francissi? Sylvie Francisci is um, ambitious, uh, c curious, 
and uh, loving person who is um, leading courageously with patience, um, who is igniting change in people's lives in order for them to live more purposeful and meaningful life uh, they deserve while supporting my dearest and closest uh, uh, with attention and love. Would you call this the purpose of your life? Yes, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> and I've worked for it for some time. Um, it took me a few months to understand actually who am I and where else I would like to go in the future. And I came up uh, with this. How do we know, Sylvie, when we have found our purpose, when we are actually on the path? What are the signs? For me, definitely, it's something that feels good. I many times feel that what I'm doing, it's not hard work. So I many times find myself in flow. There's a lot of abundance, a lot of expansion in what I'm doing and how I live my life on a daily basis. So finding the purpose is something that each of us, uh, I believe, is looking for. The purpose obviously may change over the course of time as the life change and flows and goes in the various direct directions. Um, as we move countries, we meet new people, changing jobs, etc. But for me, definitely, it was something that uh, I developed uh, uh, over the course of time. And now I would like to, through my coaching business and through my day-to-day -day life, obviously, to bring Uh, to people and help as uh, much uh, people as possible, as many people as possible in the, in the world. So my next warm-up question is about balance. How would you describe balance? Is that something that's connected to that idea of purpose or somehow disconnected or a separate thing? Uh, balance uh, is something that um, is dynamic for me uh, in many areas. It can change over the time as well. I would say that um, feeling balanced means that I am able to contribute to on different areas, but I still feel fulfilled. So, for example, you know, it's the how home. It's the work, it's the business, it's my friends, my family, you know, the self-love, uh, the you know, self-care. Um, and obviously, I, I talk also about the spirituality, right? So connecting uh, the source with the universe. And I believe that uh, when we find really the proportion of the Of the, you know, each week, if we do certain things that actually contribute to the balance, I think that uh, you, we can feel the balance and I definitely can feel it. It's something that it also uh, helps me to reflect. I think reflection is one of the words that I would uh, like to use also um, in the future when we talk about the trust. Because by reflecting, if it is, let's say, weekly, on a Sunday, if you have like spiritual um, practice or event or, an, or, or another day, but the regular reflection actually helped me and I'm sure many of you, many of your audience, it, helped, it helps to find the balance. Because once we reflect, we can see, oh, 
I did too much of that or, oh, I could actually help this person more or maybe I need to relax here in this area a little bit. So I believe that through the reflection that is done on a regular basis, I was able to find the right balance. And it's not that it's set, right? It's dynamic, it's a process. And uh, But having the regular reflection, I believe that it's the key to maintain the balance in the long term. I love that idea. And that makes me think about spiritual practices. Is that part of your spiritual practices? And also, what is your spiritual beliefs, Sylvie? I have, uh, I do Sunday reviews. So every Sunday I have a special planner. I have the High Performance Planner by Brendan Bouchard, where there are certain coaching questions and uh, that helped me to actually reflect on the week um, in different areas. Um, I also score myself in different areas, how I did in my relationship, health, finances, learning, experience, etc. I understand that for some reason the scoring may be maybe too much or too artificial, but it, it actually helps me to see, you know, in this week, I, it was better in this area. In that week, you know, I need to do more in the other area. So definitely in terms of the, the Sunday review, that's one of my reflection. I do also daily reviews. Um, so I look at the day and I think, I haven't developed this. Someone have heard someone or read an article about that. One of the best questions to ask at the end of the day, it, it's what went well today. And then, you know, like writing down everything that actually um, was good. Uh, because what we do is, thanks to this practice, we focus on the good things. We are you know, scanning the day as it went. And obviously, each of us, you know, had ups and downs, you know, successes and or things that we would like to maybe do better. You know, we regret that it happened this or not that way. But thanks to the, this, tech, te- this short exercise, you know, the mind is really focused on the good things. And obviously, this leads to being grateful. That's why then, and also it's also in the evening. So, you know, when we are preparing for the sleep and that goes, everything goes into the subconscious mind. And then obviously it contributes to the fact that the next day, you know, we live more with, oh, yesterday I had a really good day. You know, it's kind of, you know, it transits also to the next day. So, yeah, that's the question to your about the practice in terms of my spiritual. So I um, I was raised and, uh, in, and born in the Catholic uh, country. Uh, I regularly practice going to the, to the church. Uh, and then in my late 20s, I stopped. So it's like yeah, more than 10 years ago. Um, and uh, but now, obviously, I lived in a. Uh, but now I actually attend and go to the um, to, to church uh, more if I need to be more connected with with God or if I would like some support or I would like to thank him. So it's more on um, if I want to have like deeper connection with God, because I believe that the God is here right now when I speak with you. The God is here. The God is every, you know, it's everywhere. So definitely, I still have that connection. And 
It's just that maybe, you know, I am not practicing as, as, as in the past, which I believe that it um, doesn't really affect that much my life because I do other other things. Uh, yeah, but also like trust in the universe. Also, that definitely uh, in general. Yeah. So sometimes God, I know for some people, they call it God, they call it universe. Uh, I believe definitely believing in something that is bigger than us, opening up, you know, surrender. That's something that I also learned and developed, um, yeah, over the last uh, five to ten years. And it definitely helped me, you know, uh, yeah, to find the purpose and find the balance and to become who I have become now. <laughs> So the idea of God is interesting too. I mean, it's true. We all have different words, I guess, for that something that's beyond ourselves. And I call it energy, I guess, divine. Sometimes I call it divine energy or divine force. But energy is the word that I choose to use if it is a choice. And speaking of that, um, do you believe in free will and controlling or, yeah, controlling our own lives and choosing what to do next? Is that something that is it's coming from the individual or this is just life doing what it does? Yeah, that's, a, that's a very good uh, question. Um, I believe it's related to the... Um, to the balance again i don't think that we have i don't definitely think that we have 100% control of our life even our ego or our mind <laughs> would love it <laughs> yes right oh yeah <laughs> sorry you were saying sorry you were saying for sure yes no doubt the ego would love that <laughs> the separated self yeah <laughs> yeah the ego would love that but yeah it's um yeah, I've learned many times that even though, you know, everything is super planned and triple checked. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> things not go according to the plan all the time. So that's why I would say that the control uh, really lies or in the preparation. I would say that if I do every, for example, I would use the example of job interview. Right. I'm sure many of your audience here have had job interviews or are currently going through the recruitment process for, an, for a position. And so for me, and I also changed the jobs, uh, worked with five different companies and been in the recruitment process many times. But that's why I can say that definitely, you know, I can do everything I can. I can prepare days, weeks, read about all the materials, you know, practice uh, this or that. But then you kind of like go to the interview and you let it go. You kind of surrender. You obviously have a, you have certain uh, control of how you behave, you know, the thoughts, emotions and the actions that you then generate. But then in general, like having, because it's a, it's a relationship. There is a connection, right? With the interviewer or with the panel of the interviewers, there is no direct um, connection of, um, there, sorry, there is no, I can't really control, you know, the outcome 100%. So, yeah, so I would say that this is something, uh, there are certain things we can control, but we definitely can't control everything because uh, we are part of the universe. Um, we have our purpose here and uh, many times, um, 
things not going to go according to the plan, which in the short term, I, for example, find that it's, I was not happy with the outcome, but in the long run, when I looked back, back and again, I, I reflected, I say, oh, that was actually one of the best things that happened, even though I was not happy with the outcome back, back then. But in the long term, I was like, yeah, thanks to this event, I was able to, you know, my life shifted in another direction. And actually, yeah, in the long term, the the result um, or, you know, the, the feeling of fulfillment and purpose was much, much better. How do you define success these days? What is to be successful to you? Success uh, for me means to live the life with purpose, to wake up every day and to know that uh, there are people I can help, there are people who I can support, also that uh, I am part of the bigger community. There are also people who I can rely on, right? So the relationship, I would say, I, I would actually use one of the wor uh, words of my, uh, one of my teachers or person that I really like um, learning from, Esther Perel, which is the, um, she's psychotherapist and marriage consult, uh, marriage counselor. And she said that the quality of life depends on the quality of your relationships. And for me, success is really defined by the quality of relationships because that gives me the joy and the energy to then live the life that I want and also bring back to the community, right? And then you create this beautiful flow of getting and giving. And I think that actually generates then more abundance uh, in life and in the world. Oh, wow. Yes, I love that. That is almost like the definition of love in a way, that giving and receiving. That's what love seems to be, if we can be described. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's uh, something to reflect upon, Sylvie. So what was the inspiration to become a life and performance coach? I've been, uh, since my uh, late 20s, I was really interested in uh, personal development. I wanted to understand how, uh, why and how the life works and why certain things happen this way and not that way. So basically, I started following different mentors and different coaches. And I think that they were, you know, by, by now, they were maybe 30 or 40. But obviously, over the course of time, I have uh, selected those that I am currently um, following and uh, listening to and get also the inspiration from. Um, so uh, one of the reasons was that personal development, I believe, has a lot of uh, meaning in my life. Uh, it has a lot of, it had a lot of impact and uh, it's a continuous learning. So I know that, you know, till the rest of my life, I'll be interested in this because it's a never ending topic, <laughs> um, even though it's obviously related to the spirituality as well. Um, so that's because I have been working in this topic, uh, in this area for, sorry, learning about that for about, uh, yeah, 10 years. And then also the fact that I, changed. I'm, so I lived in my life in four countries. 
I have worked in three of them, and um, in a, each of the country I lived uh, seven seven years, around seven years. So I think that also the life experience that I bring to my clients um, of moving uh, from one country to another and what it means actually that from scratch, like for example, I can share with you one story that I have um, in my late 20s. So I think that, you know, I was a young girl or a young lady, you know, moving from Prague to Warsaw. It was my uh, second job after university. And I really, um, so I passed the test and I went only to the interview to Warsaw by night bus. <laughs> because that was the, you know, affordable and quickest way to do it. <laughs> but yeah, I got the job. I was really excited. And but also, I haven't lived in this country, right? I just visited it for a couple of hours for the interview. But I believed, and this is also um, something that I believe is related to the trust, I trusted that there was this little voice within saying me, telling me that this is something, you know, like, give it a try, like, go ahead. Like, I knew that also, if, if it's not going to work, it's not that you have to, you know, travel 12 hours. Uh, you just get on a train or plane and get back, you know, to your family, to the old life. So, but still, it was a big risk uh, for me. But thankfully, thankfully, I had uh, my friends. They helped me to move all my things. Yeah, and starting with, you know, renting a room and getting to know the city and building the relationships. And it was really, um, I think that what helped me the most, and I believe that this is also can help someone who is listening and someone who is actually thinking about, you know, moving to another country or even in another, another city, is that what helped me every time when I moved was to to try to be part of the group or community of the culture as much as possible. So, for example, for me, it meant that I learned Polish. I really wanted to learn Polish. It's, not, it's one of the most difficult languages, but, you know, I, I passed the exams. I was really into learning it because I knew, even though a lot of people speak uh, English in, in Warsaw and, in the, you know, in the, in the circle that I was at uh, that time, I knew that I was speaking their language. It's something that um, I will be more integrated and part of the community. And also that would help me to, yeah, be... Uh, you know, contribute more and also be someone who is uh, happy, right? Happy and live the life uh, in the foreign country that time um, on a different level. So I believe that the language is definitely something or attending some courses or classes, if it's sport or cooking classes or programming classes. I think that becoming really finding that circle of first obviously you have the acquaintance level and then um obviously that out of these people then i become friends and then best friends it obviously takes time it takes daily work um but definitely the fact that i moved from one country to another and i survived you know <laughs> survived in a quote survived the first week and then the first month and then obviously after the six months you have like okay well <laughs> maybe 
<laughs> Shall I, should I stay or should I go now, as you hear in the song? <laughs> I believe that that definitely was something that gave me the tr- trust into that into my abilities, into you, into also it helped me to understand that yeah, you can. It's good to listening, you know, to the little voice within. And it also, even though it's hard at the beginning, because obviously, you know, we expand the comfort zone. Yeah, and it's just a lot of challenges at the beginning that I had no idea about. (laughs) You can't plan. (laughs) No, you can't plan for this. (laughs) But it's like little by little, you know, going through the process and trusting that, you know, the the right thing you do is actually what you are doing. So, and if I made a mistake, of course, I made a lot of mistakes. I believe that every mistake, that the mistake, or the, sorry, the action is better than not doing really anything and being passive. You know, so going back to your question, having the experience in the personal development and then you know, being able to move from different countries, being able to create the circle. I have thought that also the person I have become over the course of time, I have uh, two years ago, I have realized that actually now I will, um, I decided to become a coach because I have um, very much an interest to help others uh, with uh, if they like to change their lives, their ha- habits, or if they like to move, change their career, find another job more satisfying, or if they like to increase their performance, if they like to be, feel more energized, more courageous, or living with more meaningful purpose. So that's why I have become the coach. Um, it does takes courage to listen to that voice that we call it intuition or the inner wisdom that you mentioned to the article you sent me you talk about inner wisdom trusting that it takes a lot of a lot of courage i have done myself too and i know how powerful that is once we listen to that voice and then do what we have to do then everything else just flows in a way it's not easy but just to it's almost like um, nurturing that the abilities we have, trusting what is in us, innate. It's already there, but it's, it takes trust. That's true. Trust that. That's such a beautiful thing that if all of us can do that. It, I wonder why it's not something that um, most people do, choose to do, because it's natural, right, Sylvie? So it's, uh, it's that inner voice that says, it's time for a change. It's time to move on. It's time to to do something that you love to do anyway. So why do you think, what holds us back, most of us, from listening to that voice? Mm. Would you say fear? Yeah, that's the, yeah, that's beautiful, actually, what you what you just said about the, yeah, that the inner, inner wisdom and um, the little voice. It's, it's there, you know, it's already there. We don't have to really like created it's already yeah. within us right, right. I, I would say that um i think gary zuka i've called about it this in his book about the seed of the soul yeah i think more more in the detail but what i remembered and i have also experienced is usually the intuition or the little voice within 
is the little voice within in, in uh, exactly. So it's the little silent, is the whispering, yeah. right? And yeah. if each of us lived every time based on it, I think we will have completely different. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> but what happens yeah. <laughs> is the ego. <laughs> yes, yeah. The and the ego in our mind, obviously, uh, mm. is very loud <laughs> yeah. and likes yeah. to shout. And many times, unfortunately, it's just, it just silenced down the little yeah. voice within because we think that actually this is the right way while the little voice it say we want to go left but the inner voice is saying oh no go right that's actually the right path so i believe that part of really finding the balance which we have discussed uh finding the harmony in life or um the purpose and meaning is realizing that what the ego is, how it sounds, you know, mm. it's not only the inner critic. No, no, no. It's it's something that is much more powerful. Mm. But yeah. um, I think that what is okay. I, I can tell you one thing. What is actually had had been really the biggest discovery of the last, especially during the lockdown. Probably a lot of us experienced that because we had we have been given the opportunity to. Uh, more reflect, to yeah. be with more with our thoughts. Um, yeah. Without, yeah. I think is the zooming out. Um, so once we are able really to be, to understand to what is happening and who is speaking actually, whether it's the linear voice within or it's the ego, and we kind of become the third person, you know, the observer right. or in other words, someone who is looking from the, you know, the bird's eye, you know, from, from the top rather than being in the head, right? Mm. And then discussing it. Um, I think that's something that can shift the life in a completely different direction because we realize, oh, now it's actually the inner voice. Oh, but that, that time, you know, when that thought came in, that was actually the ego speaking. And so that's why, for example, I strongly believe and I really encourage people to do journaling or writing the diary because what it helped me and what it helped a lot of people is that they put you put the thoughts on the paper and exactly this is what happened, that you look at it from the distance, you look at it uh, from the perspective and in addition to the fact that it actually helps your mind, you know, create more space in thinking, also, you know, it, it takes, you know, the, the memory or the thought is on the paper already, so you don't have to think about, you gain also more clarity what to do next. So, uh, yeah, journaling is something that uh, I practice every day. I really encourage people to do it um, because it's something that... Uh, yeah, it actually gives you the perspective and create that space that we need to take the decisions. By seeing clearly, right. Yeah, generally, it's really, it's a powerful, powerful tool. I have used it and it really works. It's a great, great uh, suggestion, Sylvie. I love what you you wrote the article you sent, you say, the only thing that we can impact and change is now. Therefore, breathing is so important because it centers us in the present moment. That's another tool that you offer to your clients. Um, would you call it meditation? 
of breathing techniques and breathing work? I think, yeah, it's uh, meditation would uh, say that it's a little bit um, more complex than yeah. just having few few breaths. But obviously after, you know, a certain period of time of breathing, we come come to the state of meditation but breathing yeah it's also what we yeah we discussed earlier about uh, giving and receiving right mm, uh, yeah. teachers yeah. so it's like you you know give the love and then you receive love yeah. it's about something that is natural again it's like the little voice within it's something that actually yeah centers us in the present moment and the, the difficult thing I have experienced, and I'm still learning, you know, this is a continuous learning, is to, in those moments where we actually need to be centered, for example, there is a difficult situation, or especially if we don't expect it, or someone at work, or with a family or f- member, or with a friend, or with a spouse, and we really need to be centered think about it okay now you know we need to i need to now take three deep breaths or five deep breaths i think that's the beauty and it's also art you know to know okay now is the time (laughs) for me to go back to the breath but this is a skill it's like building a skill um and i see that over the course of time I have become better and it also my clients you know it helped them to become better at noticing you know where when is the right time to use the breath as a mechanism to feel centered and grounded because uh, it definitely um, helps us with uh, yeah negative emotions and centering us down to the present moment because that's the present moment we can change right the only thing that can change in life is the present moment like right now speak and we can change the flow of the conversation if we want or if you however if the recording is already done (laughs) or tomorrow we can't really bring in on the record so what i'm saying is that yeah the power of now as Eckhart Tolle uh, in his book he's talking about is really something that i would say needs more reminding um especially today, you know, we all live in such a distracted life. um, And uh, yeah, if we really want to dig deep and find um, and live the purposeful, meaningful life, being able to take a decision or say no to certain things also required being centered, right? Because if we are all over the place, we're completely overwhelmed, stressed out with no energy, it's very easy to, it's very difficult to breathe and get centered, right? So, yeah, breath is definitely something that is a very powerful tool. And it's really up on every each of us to, to learn how it can actually benefit us and the rest of um, people that we collaborate with or we are part of the community. We're almost at the end, but I do uh, have something else that you talked about that kind of caught my attention is you said by loving ourselves despite hardships we honor our struggles and this increases the trust in our abilities to handle the same situation again 
I think you, you're referring that to the change and challenges you had moving from one place to another. I love that you emphasize self-love. That to me is like the, the root of trust. <laughs> If we can trust ourselves, then everything else, um, it, it just comes from that, expands because it, it's natural. From love, we can only give love or see love. So would you like to add anything before my last question, Sylvie? I would like to add um, something about the self-love, which is a, yeah, it's a beautiful topic. And I would say it's a separate topic for another, uh, maybe for another time. Um, but um, I would say that uh, for me, self-love has been also a journey over the course of time. And I have to discover that every, every challenge that I overcome, whether it was um, moving from one country to another, changing the jobs, um, because obviously these things happen, you know, when you change from, come, move from one country to another, you also, the relationships change, which is kind of, I think that the most difficult part, because, you know, being far from a family or with from your friends, that you build and develop the friendship for many years is something that, um, I have faced, I had to face. So um, it's something um, that uh, it's, it was not easy. And the decision, obviously, to move was not that easy. But, you know, facing challenges at the work environment and in romantic partners as well over the course of time, I have realized that actually the more challenges I have faced, the more self-love I had for myself, which for some people would say, Yeah, but that's not actually because it's like a challenge, it's difficult, are you sure? But actually that's what, what was my experience because I kind of go back to myself and I was really um, happy that, um, that I was able to overcome this challenge or face the challenge. So also I get more confidence to do more challenge and also obviously get more trust that, okay, next time when you have the... Uh, have similar situation, you know, step up, you know, be courageous, speak up, etc. So definitely it was more uh, over the course of time. I also learned how to be more powerful or have more energy into overcoming the challenges that, uh, yeah, I face uh, every, every day. And definitely the self-love and practicing self-love on a regular basis, Uh, in different forms uh, is something that has become a, um, an essential part of my life. And I definitely recommend or suggest um, everyone to, to revisit that, maybe to look at what are the practices that you are currently having. Are they actually the ones that uh, are leaving you uh, fulfilled or do you feel more energized after them? Do you feel more joyful after them? Or you just do it because, you know, it's it's a habit or someone says it's a good thing to do. <laughs> yeah, revisiting sometimes the practices that we do also help definitely to love more ourselves. And then once we love ourselves, we can actually love better or more others and the world itself. 
I love the the very beginning when you talked about reflection. So that has, yeah, it's very much connected. These practices that we have, self-love, trusting ourselves in life itself, and then also reflecting upon all that. So that's all part of the of the healing work, or, or the actually part of the dance of life, right, Sylvie? Really, it's not it's not really work. It's just um, it's what it takes to be here. This is unconditional love to be in a human body. So why not dance this dance? <laughs> it's an amazing one. So thank you so much for your presence in the healing world and for the messages you have, the work you do, and everything else in between. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Valeria. And my last question to you is, what is another word for trust? Yeah, that's something definitely that I have thought of. And... um, I would start with, uh, I would compare, because when I was preparing for this interview, I was actually thinking, how would I draw it? You know, how would I visualize trust? And for me, I thought it's like a door. So you have the kind of closed door when you have no trust, because let's say you meet this person for the first time, or it's the fully open door, which is really... um, the door, you know, like unconditional love or the love to universe. And obviously each of us has a different, the door opens with different people. So I would compare trust with depth because uh, the deeper we trust, the, uh, the, <laughs> the deeper we trust, the more depth we have, uh, the more we trust. So, and the more we are able to connect with ourselves as well as, as well with the other, with, with the world or with others. So by, if we have more trust in life, we have more depth in life and we actually touched the life on a deeper level and experience it with its good moments, bad moments, with these happy moments, grieving moments. But that's actually what the life is about. So really embracing and embodying the life, it's about trusting life and it's about then uh, seeing the depth in life. And that's why living also the life with higher purpose and meaning and ultimately be, yeah, serve the best uh, to the world. I love that. Uh, that resonates. Getting to know, getting to realize the depth of life leads us to trust it. So, so true. Ah, that takes being sensitive, <laughs> very sensitive <laughs> to go deeper. So thank you for that message, Sylvie. It's a beautiful one and uh, the one that I uh, that very much resonates with me. So before we say goodbye, where can we find more information about you, your products, services, and future projects? So I have a website uh, that is uh, www.sylviafrancisti.com. So you can contact me there. I also have a YouTube channel and I'm also on Instagram. So um, there are a few ways how you can uh, contact me. Also write on the I also write uh, every. I also write blog posts, 
and have a bi-weekly newsletter. So if you like to become a part of the community, uh, please visit my website, which is my name, surname.com. Because <laughs> I know that my name and surname can be quite difficult to write down and pronounce. So I want everyone just to make sure that the spelling is right. But, you know, um, otherwise, uh, I think that you will find me. So it's sylviefrancisci.com. And you can sign up for the newsletter or uh, send me an email um, uh, or message if you have any questions, inquiries, and I will be uh, more than happy to um, connect with you. Wonderful. I'll have the link on your podcast profile too, Sylvie. Thank you so much again, and we'll talk soon. Yeah, thank you very much, Valeria, for inviting me. It was a pleasure and honor uh, being able to speak to your community, to audience um, of such a kind. And uh, I um, would like to also um, say and how grateful I am for the message that you share with the world and for giving um, us the opportunity to uh, speak um, on your podcast and to share our messages. So thank you very much for everything you do. Thank you. Thank you, Sylvie. Thank you again for your presence. We'll talk soon. Bye for now. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Sylvie Francisi and her work, please visit sylviefrancisi.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.